season like no other, the champions have been able to do Good morning, Melbourne. It's fantastic to be back live in the student studios in Swanson Street in Melbourne, joined again by Jay and newcomer Jack, who joined the show last week, a debut. Um, fantastic to be back, boys, on your Friday morning, Friday the 7th of May, and we've got a massive weekend of sport all ahead. How's your morning been? Not bad. It's good to be back, as you said. So keen to get stuck in. We're now up to date on everything, which is great. We don't have to pre-record. So it's really good. Yeah, it's it's fun to be back live. You can interact with the show on the Sports Desk Facebook page and uh, Twitter, Sin Sports Desk. So we'd love to hear from you. We'll kick off first into some news stories um, over the week of sports. It's been a crazy week of news. Uh, and just to an update... Uh, from the COVID-19 situations in Sydney. The AFL has altered the starter times of two round eight games less than two days before the first bounce. In response to a recent outbreak of COVID-19 in Sydney, the AFL has moved the starting time of Essendon's match with GWS from 1.45 to 2.10pm. This Saturday, the match will remain at Giant Stadium. According to a statement from the AFL, the change will ensure Essendon has enough time to travel uh, to and from New South Wales uh, by charter flight on game day. As a result, the game between St Kilda and Gold Coast has been pushed forward to 2.10pm to, to 1.45. And the Sydney Swans have flown down to Melbourne early in preparation for the game on Saturday night. So interesting stuff. Hopefully uh, the situation in Sydney calms down a bit and uh, it's under control because uh, with all the disruptions last year, we've already got Fremantle hubbing in Gold Coast again. We don't want it to get like it was last year. I think everyone's been loving being at the footy. So uh, good to keep that rolling. Uh, also in the news, Australia's cricketers and officials have left India, but they won't be returning home yet. Prime Minister Scott Morrison's decision to close the borders with India and not permit anyone from returning to Australia if they had been in COVID-stricken country means they would won't be able to return until May 15. Instead, Australia's cricketers, coaches, match officials and commentators are en route to the Maldives, 2,800 kilometres uh, from the south of India. Cricket Australia and the Australian Cricketers Association can confirm that the Australian players, coaches, match officials and commentators have been safely transported from India and en route to the Maldives. Uh, interesting one, that one. What are your thoughts about uh, that one, YouTube? Um, well, I mean... Unlike other people who have been, other Australians who have been overseas, um, these cricketers knew about the COVID-stricken India before they even left the country. They had full opportunity to bow out. Players like um, Adam Zampa, Kane Richardson left early. Um, it's interesting, you know, I'm not sure about all the complaints. They had full knowledge and they knew this was a possibility, a risk going forward. I mean, it's a bit of reap what you sow, don't you think, Jay? Yeah, I agree. I think... They knew what they were coming into, and to I mean, you've seen Michael Slater's tweet. Um, I'm sure everyone's seen that, and it's 
just a bit out of control. How they should be fortunate that they're at least getting looked after. They obviously want to be back, and we understand we want them back and everything like that, and their families and everything. So they just got to be patient, and you know they've taken the risk, and it's backfired a little bit. So it's about a weighing game now. Yep. Uh, next story: Ash Barty reaches uh, Madrid final by beating Paula. Badoza to continue the red clay winning streak. The victory was the Australian world number one's 16th in a row. Badoza offered a unique challenge as the only woman who has beaten Barty since February, doing so on the green clay at the Charleston Open a month ago. But Barty was more formidable in Madrid, cruising into the final with a 6-4, 6-3 win over the uh, over the wild card. So interesting to see that. Did you see some of that performance? Yeah, I did. Um, she's just an absolute jet. How good? How, how good? How much fun is she to watch? I mean. Um, I'm not the biggest tennis fan, but I do love it when Ash Barty's winning. Yep. Jay, your thoughts? Yeah, 100%. Same here. I think she's great. Hopefully she can win one Noz soon. That'd be great. And some fun news here from Ed Sheeran, which is not really <laughs> a major sporting update. Uh, before time, Grammy winner uh, Ed Sheeran will be the first shirt sponsor for his boyhood team, Ipswich Town, next season. <laughs> The club announced on Thursday the 30-year-old who grew up in Suffolk will see his logo appear on the men's and women's first-team shirts. Ipswich are set for a third season third season in the third-tier League One after a disappointing campaign but were recently taken over by an American consortium. I wonder, It says his logo there. I wonder what, is it just, what, Ed Sheeran on the shirt? I mean, he's just living every boy's dream, isn't he? Having your name plastered all over the merch of your favourite team. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, we should dream. <laughs> That'd be good. If we ever had uh, uh, some money backing, it would be good to sponsor a team with the sports desk. Oh, yeah. That would be very fun. <laughs> okay, when we come back, we're going to get straight into some NBA and NBL. We're not too far away from the NBA playoffs, so it's going to be very exciting. It's great to be back live here in the Sin Studios for the sports desk. Uh, and we're going to continue run and uh, play this brand new one from Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. It's off the 10-year special release. We're on our way now. Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds on the sports desk on your Friday morning. Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. We're on, we're on our way now on the sports desk on your Friday morning. Back live in the studios uh, with, with myself, Sam, Jay and Jack. And it's time for some NBA and NBL. So, we're closing on the playoffs, Sam. Yep. And we've got some big games this weekend. I'll kick it off today, 9.30, so it's almost about to start this one. Nets and the Mavs. It's interesting for both teams because Nets are currently second in the East. There's still a chance to get that top seed from Philly, but they are on a three-game losing streak. So, it's important for them to get this one over the Mavs, who, quite frankly, are fighting to keep their spot as a guaranteed playoff spot they will face possibly a play-in tournament match. Currently, they're uh, 37-28, which is half a game between them and Portland, who are seventh. So for them, they must win this game if they want to secure a spot in the playoffs right and have to go through the play-in tournament, which, Jack, you've sort of had an opinion on. What yes. Um, well, I'm not sure about the playoff tournament. I'm really interested to see how it goes. I mean... Nobody, I don't think any of the the six, um, the seventh and eighth seeded teams want to play in the playoff tournament because they'll be a bit unhappy that they're not guaranteed um, playoffs. I think um, 
the biggest issues will be, I think Memphis will be challenged, especially if they play Golden State in the playoff tournaments. And I think same with the Hornets. I mean, if the Wizards get that 10th spot and make it to the playoff tournaments, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal could do anything. So um, it would be very interesting to see the fallout if uh, 10th or 9th seed actually make it into the playoffs using the playoff tournament. Yeah, I agree. Um, the next game as well is at 12 o'clock today. Lakers and the Clippers, the oh, old yes. LA battle. Uh, no LeBron still for the Lakers. He's still got an ankle sprain, I believe. Uh, they're trying to rest him for the playoffs. Whether he's going to be very, you know, right to go, ready, and, and the form that he's obviously shown this season has been good before his injury. So I don't know if he'll be the same player if they bring him back. Uh, they've been struggling as of late. They got the win over the Nuggets the other day, but. Um, that was a bit of a struggle for them. Davis can't do all the work for them, and he doesn't really have much support around him. I mean, the bench can help occasionally, but overall I think they're going to need some help. they got the Clippers, who currently they've obviously sealed their spot in the playoffs. They're just trying to fight between the Nuggets for third seed, I reckon. Uh, it's looking like you know, they're both battling the same, 44-22 wins, 44 wins, 22 losses. So uh, it'll be interesting for them. They need to keep, keep on doing what they're doing because... Uh, it depends who they want to play. Do they want to play Utah? Do they want to play Phoenix? Or do they want to play Nuggets? I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how that top four pans out in the West. Yeah. Uh, also, tomorrow, the Nuggets, the third seed, play the top seed, the Jazz. Uh, Nuggets, even without Jamal Murray, have managed to make a good push uh, in the back end of the season. Jokic, obviously. MVP four. MVP lock at the moment, I think. He had another 24 points in the first quarter, I think it was yesterday, against the Knicks. So, And then they chucked him out of the third quarter. They said, that's enough from you. We want to rest you for the playoffs. So uh, he's been outstanding for them, and hopefully they can keep it up. The Jazz, I mean, they're, they've been the top team for most of the season now. So they're the benchmark. If the Nuggets can top them, I mean, that would make everything interesting in the playoffs. Uh, over in the East, the Knicks and the Suns will play. Oh, Knicks yes. and the Suns is an interesting one. Knicks coming off a bad loss against the Nuggets yesterday, so they'll be looking to bounce back. They're currently sitting in fourth. They haven't locked away a playoff spot just yet, but um, how do you think they're going to go, Jack? Um, I'm absolutely loving New York. I mean, they're so close to that playoff spot. It's been over a decade, so um, they'll be desperate. The fans would be desperate. All of New York's desperate. I mean... If, you, if you're living in New York, you wouldn't say Brooklyn's your favourite team. You've got to be a Knicks man. Um, since acquiring Derrick Rose, um, it's just been absolute dominance, really. This back half of the season for them um, has just been amazing. Julius Randle is on fire. He's never played this well in his career. It's surprising that it's taken New York to get the best out of him. I mean... Um, well, back to Derek Rose then. He's a, he's right now as a Nick. He's six man of the year for me, easily six man yeah. of the year. Um, both and and oh, just crazy how Detroit let him go for what was a second round pick, yeah. and um, that's about it really. And um, it's funny that both um, Derek Rose and Blake Griffin um, are just completely different since leaving Detroit. I mean, that was a poor move by Detroit to get rid of them, and clearly it's paid off for the teams that acquired the good guys. Yeah. I was going to give this a spin. Jack can't hear it because he hasn't yeah. got the headphones. But uh, <laughs> yeah, nice uh, since the New York guys are back in form, bit of go, New York go. I 
love the the American yeah. NBA songs. They're pretty cool. Good yeah, fun to get around. Awesome. <laughs> so continue on. Um, so what have I got next? Uh, Lakers, Portland. So Lakers again, oh. obviously. Lakers have got issues at the moment, but Portland are right behind them in that seventh spot. Yeah, so they'll be desperate to get out of the play. Um, the, this is yeah. This is the one they want to win because it will even things up. I don't know what the season series is between those two, but um, it will come down to that if they yeah. tie and win loss. It doesn't uh, matter really, does it? Yeah, so one. this is the important one. So if Portland, I'm, I'm tipping Portland that one personally. I think they'll uh, have a lot to gain in this one. So I agree. I mean, just looking at Damian Lillard, he's carrying the trailer blazers oh, on his 100%. back. He, I mean, it's... Been a story with all the point guards, really. I mean, we haven't had a um, a guard hasn't won the finals MVP since Kobe in two thousand ten, and I think this year this year will be different. I think um, definitely a um a point guard's going to win it. I mean, you're looking at the point guards in the finals this year. You've got CP three, Kyrie, Donovan Mitchell, um, Damian Lillard. I mean, Steph Curry's a chance. Russell Westbrook's a chance to get there. Um, I mean, it's. Point guards are the, are the future, clearly. Yeah. That, who needs um who needs small forwards when um a point guard can do all of that and more? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, how much time have we got, Sam, on this one? We got a bit. Go. Um, go ready to go to the NBL? Yeah, mate. Yeah, we'll okay. switch over. Um, I mean Melbourne United and the Wildcats. It's just a battle for first and second, isn't it? I mean the Kings won't get there. Um, it's an interesting one, you know. I don't think um anyone will beat. Melbourne United come play um come playoff times. I think they're going to be too dominant. Um, their their depth is just incredible. Um, and the only people that would um the only um team that would make Melbourne United sweat at this rate would be P- Perth Wildcats. But if they can avoid them in the first round, um, it'll be cruisy cruise sailing from then on in. Yep, and they've got the Phoenix in the derby tomorrow. Well, the throwdown, I think they call it here the in throwdown. So that's at John Kane Arena at 5.30 tomorrow. Anyone that wants to go down to John Kane and watch that. Uh, then they also got Taipans versus the Bullets at 8 o'clock. Cairns Pop-Up Arena. Uh, that one will be interesting as well. Sydney Kings and Adelaide then play on Sunday at 3 o'clock at Kudos Bank Arena. And then Perth Wildcats go up against the Breakers at 5 o'clock on Sunday at RAC Arena in Perth. So... Interesting round of NBL. They're obviously closing in on their finals as well. And, uh, yeah, it's all happening in the basketball, Sam. It's awesome. Well, we can't wait to see it this weekend. Uh, we're going to get to a song now and then come back with some round eight of the footy. This is the Jungle Giants on Sin on your Friday morning. The Jungle Giants on the sports desk on your Friday morning. And it's time to hear some round eight of the AFL. Okay, and we kick off tonight with the grand final rematch for Friday Night Footy. It's the Richmond Tigers taking on the Geelong Cats at 7.50. Going to be an absolutely massive one this game. Just looking at the ins and outs, Dusty's back in. Um, And who else, Jay? Vlosten. Vlosten. The changes for Geelong, actually. Oh, they had the uh, prime misers out with some illness, Uh, Jordan Clark and Quinton Narkle got dropped, and then Higgins and Sam Simpson come in for them. So Higgins, I think it's the first time all three of their recruits are playing together, Cameron, Simpson, and Smith. Oh, there you go. I did not so, know that. So I think that's true. It might be wrong. I don't, don't worry about it if it's not. But uh, our expenses are obviously Grimes and Cochin, so 
it works out, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Two good stars in to go out. So it'll be interesting. I'm really looking forward to this one. We don't do too well in these grand final rematches. No, um, we, we do not. We've lost all of them. So if anyone, I'd like it to be beat Geelong. <laughs> I have nothing better than to beat Geelong, but uh, it will be a cracker, hopefully. I, I agree. I think... Um... I can't remember another game where there's been four key forwards in a home and away um, season. Rewalt, Lynch, Cameron, and Hawkins. I mean, I've got to hope it's a shootout. Wow. Yeah, it, uh, it'd have to be that way. unless. Yeah. But you, I know you have an attacking quick style, but you also have this crazy zone defence. Uh, and Geelong, in the past, have sped up in the last couple of games, but they've had a, a slow build-up defensive play as well. So, I mean, with all those key forwards, you'd, you'd hope that they play... In in, the, in that shootout style, but uh, be interesting to see how they battle it out. Initial thoughts going in? Uh, I think um, I hope this is the one where Richmond buck the trend of the um, grand final rematches. I think um, they can they can take Geelong here tonight, especially with Dusty back in. He'll be looking for a big game. Yeah, he'd be nice and fresh after coming back from New Zealand, seeing his father, and you know had a little niggle of his foot or something. Hopefully, that's all good now, and he's ripe and ready to go. Yep. Did you say Nasha's out too? Oh yeah, Nasha's. Oh, he's still in the squad. He'll but be. Um, he'll be the. He might um, be the sub. Yeah, the sub. Or Ralph Smith. That could be interesting. That could be very interesting if he's the sub. Uh, and it's interesting. I saw a stat too this week uh, about the halftime scores with you two uh, in the past. Geelong, I think maybe for the last three or four occasions, uh, have left left at uh, sorry led at halftime and then just fell away in the second half and switched up the game style. So that that's a big thing for them to work on. We'll see how. Chris goes in the box against that, but we are hoping for a shootout and a decent crowd at the MCG for a cracker of Friday night footy. What's your tips? Ah, uh, Richmond. <laughs> Richmond. <laughs> I'm going to go the upset. I'm going to say uh, the Cats. Of course you, course you are. are. <laughs> always do. <laughs> hey, not always, not I always. You never Richmond last year, no. I swear. <laughs> no, I did, I swear. We'll have to find oh, when it came honest. down to us, finals. <laughs> So that's tonight, 7.50 from the MCG. Get down, uh, be a whopping night. And we move on to tomorrow, uh, kicking off with the Gold Coast Suns and St Kilda from Metricon Stadium at 1.45. I reckon this would be a decent crack game as well. Gold Coast, after a massive win at the MCG against the Pies last weekend, so they're definitely going to be on a buzz. Uh, St Kilda... Um, oh, I've had a blank. They've sma- they smashed the Hawks last week. Yes, yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I think I tipped them last week. Uh, a lot of people were being doomsayers with them, but uh, I think they uh, finally got some form and uh, keeping themselves afloat. But uh, this is definitely going to be a big challenge. Uh, Gold Coast, I think a lot of people have underestimated Gold Coast uh, without a few of their big young guns out of kind of... Um, push them aside, but they're still showing that they're a super team, super young kids up and coming, so it's going to be a cracker. I agree. Um, it's I reckon it's really important for both teams to win this one. I mean, St Kilda still have finals hopes this year, and um, this they need this win if they want to keep them alive. If they're losing to the Gold Coast, that, um, they just won't be able to make finals this year. And um, Big Stewie Dew, he'll want to continue to win these sort of winnable games. I mean, he's not. they're not going to beat um, the Geelongs, the Brisbans of the AFL, but they could potentially beat a, what, a 12th place St Kilda. So um, I think this young team will need to really turn up if they want to win this one. 
Yeah, I agree. I think they were up and about, obviously, last week. I mean, it was against Collingwood, who have had their struggles this year, but they don't get to play on the MCG a whole lot. They only get to play on there once a year. So, Have they ever won there before? Yes, they have. They have? Yeah, okay. I checked that out last. I can't yeah. remember who they... It was early. But, yeah, I think uh, it was great to see them um, shine on the MCG. You know, they've got, obviously, Ellis, Greenwood, Tuke Miller. That midfield's looking pretty oh. good at the moment. And then Corba kicking four goals as well for them. So they're looking... Looking good, as you said. I don't know if they could beat the Geelongs or the Richmonds, but um, they're definitely building on something, which is great to see, and it will be a good challenge for them against St Kilda. Yeah, and just looking at uh, last season, last season was a close game. St Kilda only by four in Oof. round 10 last season, and that was in the shortened quarters. So uh, going to be an exciting game. Next two, uh, the GWS Giants and Essendon at 2.10 at Giants Stadium. Now, just double-checking, is that the right time that <laughs> I updated us the news all before. 2.10. Yep. Okay. Just wanted to make sure I wasn't reading the wrong one. Yeah, Giants and Essendon. Uh, Giants last week, um, a big win. Yeah. 67 points over the Adelaide Crows um, in Adelaide. So a massive win for them to try and... They've, they've really come back the last couple of weeks, GWS, after a, a shocking start to the season. Uh, and Essendon will be filthy that they lost to the Navy Blue last weekend. <laughs> um, so expect them to um, give the Giants a crack. But uh, to me, I think I think the Giants can keep this rolling on. Yeah. Um, I reckon that stadium, their stadium of theirs, if they're on form, that, that it's a bit of a fortress, almost a fortress for them uh, in New South Southern. Sorry, Western New South Wales. I mean, they're, um, they're really hitting their stride, aren't they? Um, Toby Green's in fine form, and I think sealing him down as a giant for life during the week for another two years already on his... So I think he's there till the end of 2026 now, which will do him. Um, he'll be full-time captain within the next year, I reckon, and I think yep. um, he's going to be their best player ever when he retires. Um, and, yeah, wow, they'll, they'll, cool. they'll smash, they'll smash the, the Dons, I reckon. It, it won't be an easy. It won't be a close game. Yeah, I think Giants, I mean, they just made Adelaide look second-rate last week, and it's good to see Whitfield back as well. That's been someone they've been missing, and he just came out, and he's been firing as well. So they're, they're just looking like they've got something now. Like they had yeah. a sh- bad start to the season, and they've started to pick it up now. It's interesting to compare it, like after uh, watching the AFL documentary, um, the Amazon doc- documentary, mm. heavily focused on them last year in Cornelio, uh, interesting to see the club at that time. You you could just sell the the whole t- club wasn't wasn't really gelling together, and I think they've moved past that. And Toby Green making a big deal like that signing on uh, is massive for them. Yeah. So yeah, Giants for me as well. Okay, next game. Um, wow, the Battle of the Spoon could be. Four thirty five from Marble Stadium. Uh, it's North Melbourne and Collingwood, and wow, wow. Um, they showed some signs last week, but they they got run off their legs north. And uh, Collingwood, of course, uh, uh, wow, they're in big them? trouble. They are in big trouble. And I dare say, uh, I don't want to put rumours and speculation out there, but a lot of pressure, uh, the pressure the size of an anvil could be Oof. falling on, um, what's their training centre called? I forgot what it's called. Oh, the... Um... Something centre. Doesn't matter. Olympic, uh, it's Olympic <laughs> Stadium. I don't know what sponsor is. Um, but yeah, Holden Center. Holden Center. Okay. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I, North could get their first win here. I wouldn't rule it out. Um, I think actually, I should check last season's results because uh, 
in the past, they've had some pretty close encounters, surprisingly, for two teams and uh, on opposite ends of the uh, um, ladder normally. Um, but I, I don't know. How, how do you see this coming into this? I, I think uh, North might be able to pull something. Here. I, I am very excited for this game. I think it's going to... I hope... I. I hope it's a close one. I hope it's an absolute nail-biter because um, I think if the North don't beat Collingwood today or tomorrow, I'm not sure that they will get... Maybe they might... We might see after the first winless season since 1964 with Fitzroy. I mean, um, got to hope... Jesus. God, it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, and you're right. Buckley is hol- barely holding on to his career as it is. I mean, if they lose to n- bottom of the ladder, North, it's all over, Red Rover. Yeah, well, they're... This is as good a win opportunity as they're probably going to get all season north. They're vulnerable Collingwood, 1-6 at Marvel as well. And they built something on Melbourne last week in the first half. They were definitely in it and then just faded in the second half. So that's been their problem all year, just not being able to close out games at all. So this is the one. And uh, I found a little stat. I know any of listeners that follow useless AFL stats on Facebook, there is a... Coach Killer's stat they've come out with, uh, which pretty much says that 31 coaches have been sacked during the AFL season so far in its history. Uh, the most common team to have been played prior was Geelong, which has been five times. Uh, the average margin of those games has been 55 points. And it's obviously just this is just a, a wild hypothetical, but you know, Geelong play uh, Collingwood in round 11 which is the round that, obviously, the stat's telling us about. So if Buckley was to get the, the sack... You don't think it'll be this week? You think it'll be round 11? Well, I don't think... Personally, I don't think he'll get sacked, but this is just, just what I found, and, you know, history suggests that it can happen. Uh, it probably won't happen, but I think it's interesting, nonetheless, so, to think that... So tips, tips. I reckon North... I reckon this is it. Yeah, I'll be yep. off. Yep. All right, I'm three of us, all on, on board the it's kangaroo over. train. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Exciting for North fans. I don't think they're going to break Fitzroy's record. I don't think any team, any modern team will be able to do that, but you never know. In five years, I could be very wrong. Uh, next game, big Saturday night, Saturday night blockbuster, 7.25 from the MCG. It's uh, the Melbourne Demons and the Sydney Swans. Melbourne on a massive run. Uh, this is for their eighth win. Sorry, eighth straight win. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. Um, massive. I, I I don't think they've done that in their history. Um, I'm not sure we'll have to fact check that one as well. Um, but they're exciting. A big win for Sydney, uh, of course, in the dying stages uh, at the SCG. Um, so good for them to get one back uh, and keep the ball rolling for their young side who, who are up there as well. So I reckon this is going to be a cracker. I think so too. I think um, this will end Melbourne's streak as well. I think both the winless streak and the undefeated streak will end this week. Ooh. I think Sydney will get them. Um, a big win against Geelong last week. The momentum will be high. The emotions around the club. They'll be wanting this win. I mean, Melbourne had a fright last week against North, which will hurt them mentally. And I think this is going to be the week that uh, we're going to see Melbourne 7-1. and one. Yeah, I think... Uh... And history suggests the last seven games are the G these teams have played. Uh, it's been six wins to Sydney and a draw. And so that means Melbourne hasn't won a game against Sydney at the G since 2010, round 17. Wow. And not that that probably suggests too much, but I think Sydney are going to win as well. I think they'll treat it like the game against Richmond early in the year when they play them at the G, going up against a reigning premier. This is 
an opportunity now against Melbourne, who are undefeated, the only undefeated team. I think this will be a grand final like for them, the way they'll play this game and they'll come up. Exciting. I think I'm going to go with Sydney as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, massive. It, it's hard to keep a run up, especially a run of eight games in a row in, in something like the AFL. Very, very, mm. very hard to do. Um, but yeah, Sydney for me. Uh, also, the other second Saturday night game, 7.40 from Adelaide Oval, Port Adelaide and the Adelaide Crows, the showdown. Massive for the state of South Australia. Big game for them. Big question. Will Port wear the prison pass? <laughs> I hope so, honestly. <laughs> they should just come yeah. out and do it. I yeah, mean, like, call the AFL's bluff. AF, the AFL won't take four points off them. There's no way. It'd be, it'd, there'd be war. Yeah. So I think um, just do it so we can stop talking about it, honestly. <laughs> I agree. Um, I think um, this game, though, is. I hope it's a good one. These games, they both teams always turn up, no matter where they are on the ladder. I mean, this is showdown 49. Um, I'm just really excited because um did you guys know that it's 24 apiece they've both had 24 really? wins each so it's all evened up so it'll be really good to see um um the players that usually play well come out for this one i mean tex is the number one goal scorer ever for showdowns he's kicked 43 and uh robbie gray will be looking for his sixth showdown medal which is just insane yeah. from the last three port won by 75 points last year yeah. and the two ones from the year before uh, round 16, Port won by 57, and Adelaide won by 20 in round 8, 2019. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> Tips? <sighs> I think Port. I think they're just going to be too dominant. I mean, we were talking about how they're flat-track bullies, but guess where they are? Yeah. I reckon Adelaide, I'm just going to tip an upset. Oh. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Adelaide I'd love as well. to see Adelaide win this I one. I'm going to bounce be... back after yeah. what happened last week. Rivalry games always bring something yeah. out. And yeah, a game as massive do. as that... Um, Port might slip up here, and uh, the big Tex, he'll kick some big so. game-winning goals, maybe. Yeah, so. I can he'll kick eight. <laughs> Jesus. <Get> around that. <laughs> Sunday, uh, it's Hawthorne and the West Coast Eagles from 110 uh, at the MCG. Hawthorne getting absolutely whacked uh, by St Kilda last week, and West Coast really doing it the other way, um, answering for their horrible game against Geelong the week before, and... Uh, Smashing Frio in an empty derby. We did we did tempt the fate by talking about this. We did say, imagine if it was the week after, and we would miss the uh, uh, the fans would miss the derby. So unfortunately for them, um, so interesting. Um, I think West Coast need to work on their home home uh, home. Sorry, away form home. Uh, can't speak away from home. <laughs> away from home form because uh, they they're massive at Optus but uh, seem to be struggling. And on a ground like the MCG, they need to be winning on that ground. So uh, it will be tough for a struggling Hawks side. Uh, but I reckon it'll be a decent encounter. But I think Hawks, will, uh, sorry, the Eagles will run away with it in the end. Um, I think I agree with you there. I mean, West Coast really, if they want to make the eight, they need they really need to take advantage of these very very winnable games. I mean. They've got the lowest percentage in the eight right now, so they need to smash the Hawks to even that up for later in the year. Um, but it's interesting with Hawthorne. I mean, they've probably lost games they should have won and they've won games they should have lost. But um, Alistair Clarkson has always had, you know, consistent sides throughout his um, career at Hawthorne, um, whether that's consistently good with the three-peat or consistently average over the past few years. But this is the first time I can't really get a read on them. I mean, it'll be very interesting to see... Um, how how they do this week against a team where it could go either way. Yeah, I agree. I think 
I think it'll just be a West Coast. They've got a lot of injuries, but I think this is the one they can knock off and get a bit of confidence out of. Sunday, 3.20 from Marvel Stadium, Western Bulldogs and Carlton. Uh, I'm very, very happy for the Blue Boys um, getting a win over our arch rivals um, at the G on uh, Sunday. Uh, gee, that was a great atmosphere. I love rivalry games. We've missed that, not having that in COVID. Um, uh, just, just as an atmosphere, you can feel it in the air. And God, I hate those Essendon supporters, so suffering your jocks this week, guys. Um <laughs> The Bulldogs, massive game, a big team. Um, I, I, I hope, I hope. Uh, Teague said plenty of times over the last couple of weeks, uh, if we play at our best, we can challenge any team. Uh, and we've been pretty decent against the Bulldogs in recent past. Uh, so I dare say if we can shut down some of their corridor runs, they've got a crazy midfield building. Um, but I just think maybe the Essendon game was a spark of life that we needed and the second half season, we could be warming up to something. Oh, we never know. We never know. Um, but, yeah, what were your thoughts on the game? I uh, completely disagree with you. In every way. <laughs> I think um, you're oh, going to get shit. absolutely smacked. Um, oh, no. There's no way the Bulldogs will want to lose twi- two, two in a row. I mean, that will absolutely kill the momentum they've made early in the year. I mean, six. They had they won six in a row. If they lose the next, if they lose this one as well, that makes them six and two. It'll be interesting going forward if they lose this one. I mean. No, I don't see it happening. And I don't see Carlton. Carlton last week, you relied on your forwards. I mean, McKay and Betts, they turned up last week. They're not going to turn up this week. I think um, it's... Isn't this setting up for a shootout, though? This no, is, this not really. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say McKay and Betts is setting up for a shootout. I think... Um, well, well, Norton, they need to replace him if they're, if they're going <laughs> to score some goals because that was an atrocious kick for goal last that week. That is very <laughs> true. No, I think, um, I think Bulldogs will have you here. Yeah, sorry, Sam. I think... Just the Bulldogs, they have to respond. They can't just, you know, start slipping away now. And I reckon Josh Bruce might kill you. Right. He has, That's he has, good call. He's been a bit slow lately. He so. takes time to get going, but when he shows up, it's usually against teams that uh, aren't travelling too well. <laughs> Harry can... Har- all, right, all right, we'll make, we'll make a bet between each other. Harry can match the amount of goals he, he kicks. You reckon Harry kicks more than Josh? No way. I'll say he matches. I don't know if he'll kick more, but... Oh. Take that, actually. He, there's no Harry will kick one at most. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, well, we've got to move on. Blue boys for me, of course. Lions and Fremantle to round out round eight. 440 from the Gabba. Uh, Lions um, smacking port at home. That Gabba is going to become a dangerous ground. Uh, I think it was a bit neutral last year since a lot of the t- clubs were playing on it. But uh, um, Lions will roll on here. Uh, I'd just Fremantle in trouble. Yeah, um, I mean, footy's one of those games where you can't put an entire team on um, a player's shoulders. I mean, Mundy has been the only player that's turned up week in, week out, and he's been absolutely brilliant. I don't think he'll win the Brownlow, but he'll come close. And how old is he? 36? Which, that's just amazing. 36 and uh, getting close to the Brownlow. Um, and it's an obvious win for Brisbane here. I mean, the Gabba is becoming a bit of a stronghold for them. I don't think they'll lose this one. Yeah, I agree. I think they're they're looking strong now. Brisbane will start pushing up the ladder. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's round eight of the footy kicking off again tonight from seven fifty with the Tigers and the Cats. We're going to get jump into some more tracks, and we'll be back with some Premier League, Champions League, A League, and more. That's all on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. If you're enjoying the show, you can tweet along at Sin Sports Desk. This is Demob Happy on Sin. Sin on the sports desk, DMOB happy, less is more. 
and it's time for the round ball game. Uh, Jay, take us through. It's been a massive um, last week. Champions League was absolutely brutal. Um, big, massive games, and it's turned out to be an all-English uh, final. Yeah, um, it was. I was actually hoping in the Europa this morning, Arsenal could have had the double as well. Had Man U versus Arsenal in the Europa final. Unfortunately, that didn't turn out. So at least we got one Premier League final, which is uh, going to be good, I reckon. I think Chelsea were good against uh, Real Madrid. They got the, the chocolates 2-0. Uh, and uh, you guys obviously got done against PSG, which is great. Um, but as far as tips, I think... Chelsea might have you here. Just I think you know they've got, you know you've got the prem at the moment to play for. Um, <laughs> Chelsea's got, Chelsea's got yeah yeah. I I, I think I agree. I, with come you. on come on you're stirring the <laughs> I, I, stirring I, the pot. No 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 I think because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you got you know you got the Premier League wrapped up. Uh, Chelsea haven't got they've got no this is what they want to play for this is something for them so I think they'll be motivated as anything to get this. Yeah, I think uh, Chelsea's got you. I mean, it's the second All English Championship Champions League in three years, which is awesome. But I think um, Chelsea will have you guys here. Sorry, Sam. Sorry, mate. It's like the Blues. And That's right. Well, we got uh, weeks to cover that. But Chelsea <laughs> happen to also uh, play Man City this week in the Premier League as well. So an interesting precursor. I think we officially seal up the title uh, this weekend. So going to be interesting curtain raiser to that. Uh, of course, in the A-League too, not too many rounds left, uh, but Jeremy McLaren, just quickly on him, uh, sealed up uh, a record, massive. He hit the first player to hit um, uh, to reach a triple figures in 144 games in Australian national competition history. So he's absolutely flying. Um, amazing weekend. Big game, couple of big games. Melbourne City, Brisbane Raw this Sunday as well. Perth Glory and Western United. There's there's about three teams in the battle for the top six, which is going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, well, interesting to see how the A League wraps out. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, uh, Western United will be desperate to get that sixth spot, and I think it's absolutely doable for them. So um, who are they playing? They're playing um, Western United. They're playing Perth City Wanderers. Oh no, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah, well, we. Oh, sorry, they play both. Yeah, Sydney Wanderers, Western Sydney Wanderers, and then Perth Glory. Yeah, so massive I mean, battle. A huge battle. I think um, they'll be desperate for that, and I think I honestly think they'll make the top six. I think they'll seal up that six spot, and I think um, who's going to fall out? Uh, Brisbane. Brisbane will fall out. Yeah, well, we should get it done against them on Sunday. Hopefully, City boys. Yeah, I think, and, and then that should rip up maybe the Premier League's. Uh, sorry, the uh, Premier's plate. Yep. In, Exciting finals series. Only a couple rounds left. And that about wraps us up this morning. Uh, it was exciting to have you back this Friday. Um, and more exciting sport to come uh, on the sports desk. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Thank Sam. you.